This is episode 146 of the Andrew Hines Real Estate Investing Podcast. Welcome to episode 146 of the Andrew Hines Real Estate Investing Podcast. Back at it again. I've got TJ Harb on the show today. And TJ Harb is a name you might recognize if you're in the Burlington area because he owns Harb's Plumbing, which in my mind, at least from a marketing standpoint, is the most prevalent plumbing company here in town. He's done very well for himself. He has a very established business and He's also got his hand into building. He's flipping high-value rental properties. He's flipping high-value single-family homes and sort of doing everything in between. So he's a serial entrepreneur and uh, just a really well-spoken, easy-to-talk-to guy. And we had a great conversation. So I'm uh, hopeful that you'll enjoy the episode as much as I did enjoy recording it. As always, if you're uh, you're new to the show, I recommend go right back to episode one, work your way through, especially if you're new to real estate investing. If you're an established real estate investor, you might still appreciate all the guests that we've had on this show because we've had some really great ones going right back to the beginning. If you're enjoying the show, I ask you to take a moment and rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts if you haven't already done so. And if you're on YouTube, hit the like, subscribe, and notification bell. If you haven't already done so there, leave us a comment. Let us know what you think of the episode. And without further ado, please enjoy episode 146 with TJ Harb. Hello and welcome to the Andrew Hines Real Estate Investing Podcast. I have TJ Harb on the show. Long story about how we got to this point. But uh, first off, TJ, thanks for doing this. I really appreciate it, my friend. Appreciate you having me over. And, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of the podcast. And, uh, you know, I really appreciate you giving me some time. Yeah, man. Well, so interesting story. I, I think we met through a friend, a yes. mutual friend yeah, uh, of yours. Cameron, absolutely. Yeah. And um, so he had reached out to me. You guys had bought like a fourplex, I think. We did, yeah. yeah. In Burlington. Uh, yeah. Uh, we bought our first fourplex. You know, we're usually into the uh, single family dwellings, but uh, we took the plunge and, you know, went into a multi, right? Our first small multi, so... Right. And the, the interesting thing, you know, the Harb name, I, uh, I noticed that because I had dealt with uh, that the previous version of that company, the yes. plumbing company here in yes. Burlington, kind of the go to for sure. Um, and uh, so you took it over. So you're not just a real estate investor, mm-hmm. you're an entrepreneur. I, um, I bought the company from my uncle probably maybe five years ago. And uh, we just we took it to another level. Right. So it was a small mom and pop shop. Right. And uh you know, we, we try to turn it into a corporation, right? So we've added a lot of employees, vans, advertising, right? And, uh, you know, the other thing was my dream's real estate, right? So I've always wanted to build and rent and whatnot. So it's 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 nice because they kind of go both hand in hand, right? Give me a little bit of backstory. Like, how'd you get into real estate, like entrepreneurship? Where did it all start for you? Was it as a kid or, you know, where did it click? Well, the thing is, is that, uh, you know, ever since I was little, my dad, being who he is, just kind of always pushed me towards work, work, work. And, uh, you know, if you weren't going to be a doctor or a lawyer and, you know, an accountant, you know, you had to kind of specify, right? So um, I, I did have my love for plumbing and, uh, you know, which kind of also flipped into real estate as well because you're in and out of people's homes all the time. Um, we also do renovations as well. So we do bathrooms and kitchens. So when you do flips, you're tearing yeah. everything out putting it back yeah, in right it's familiar so, right exactly so they uh, i believe that they they go hand in hand you know so it's it, it's it's good that um we learn the trade and also you know instead of hiring people i get to do it myself now do you, yeah, are you still on the tools i am i am I, so you're the owner of the business I am. 
That's crazy that yeah. you, have, you find the time. I, like that's the hardest part for me to wrap my head around. Sure. Is like how do you have the time to be the owner of the business, to be the oversight and into the business operations, marketing, the vision, I know. and still be on the tools. I'm, I'm curious. You know what? It's um, a lot of people would say it's balance, um, but if you talk to my wife, it's definitely not balance. You know, but we have a lot of different aspects of my business so a lot of people you know we got over 30 employees so we try to delegate as much as we can but as for myself uh, you know I work 12 to 14 hour days I'm sure like yourself and a lot of other people and sometimes we just make it work Um, especially with you know I'm not there doing tiling and whatnot but we're there doing you know the overseeing of the jobs and whatnot so you'd say I'm you know not a hundred percent in real estate but you could call it 50 percent so kind of 50 percent into my business and 50% into real estate. Yeah. So your day-to-day with with the plumbing company is more going to sites and, and overseeing what's happening. You know. And, and a little bit on the tools? For sure. No. The, so what I do is uh, I spread out my days. So sometimes I'm on the tools, which would mean I'm, you know, putting in a bathroom for a customer or uh, I'm roughing in an addition and whatnot. Or I'm on one of my flips or one of my buildings and we're doing a bathroom there or we're doing demo, right? So I kind of split up my time in yeah. between in between the both, right? So... Man, I think it's it's just so useful because I know when with my first property that I you know did a, a big reno on, sure. I just wanted to understand everything. Yeah. I felt so helpless not understanding what went into things, like how much work and how much material, what the cost, what drove the cost. Because not knowing that stuff made me feel like anyone could just take advantage of me. Absolutely. So coming at it and being in that business, mm-hmm. no one can blow smoke on you, right? You just have a step up over over the average. And you know what? That's the unfair advantage i guess you'd say that i have against that because there's a lot of people that told me you know if it was easy you know everyone would do it or um you know you can't do it all yourself um i don't do it all myself we hire guys but i also find the time where Mm -hmm. you know if it would cost you say thirty thousand for a bathroom it's costing me five right um because we have the guys that are on the hourly basis and it's not a quoted job right so um, so you take the guys from your, your company at cost pretty much exactly. to do all your rentals. Absolutely. Oh, man, that's, a- absolutely. You know, that's so, the way to go. <laughs> and, 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 and again, that's, that's what, what drove me to it, you know, because, you know, I bought my first condo, I'd say 2013 or 14. And, you know, I bought it for 228, which was, you know, I'd say a steal at the time, 224, I believe. And six months later, I sold it for 328. You know, I only put 30,000 into it. You know what I mean? And obviously some of the carrying costs, condo fees and whatnot. But, you know, when I was 22 years old, make 60,000 in, you know, oh, yeah. a six month basis from the time I you know, bought it to resale um, is pretty good. Right. So I actually almost ran out of money um, because like you just said, costs and how much it's going to cost and whatnot. And I actually didn't take a few things into consideration and on my first flip i ran out of money so uh yeah yeah. but you learn right so it's funny like when you have to find a way you find a way right you ran out of money well this is going to finish one way or another oh it finished yeah i uh i finished that first big renovation i was telling you about i think i had like sixty thousand dollars in credit credit card debt (laughs) i I literally feel you on that one i literally feel you on that one for me at the time that was just like absolutely uh, like anxiety provoking like that nausea feeling almost throwing up (laughs) and 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 that's literally how i Ever since that we've been getting on these bigger projects, that's kind of that feeling that I've been getting. Um, you know, once you get into the, you know, and, and, and for me, a couple million dollars for a building, um, and then you have to renovate, it costs another two, three hundred thousand. Not a lot of people have that kind of down payment and whatnot to, yeah. 
take the carrying costs and keep things going, right? So it, it is a bit uh, scary at times, right? But like you said, you always find a way, especially when, I, you know, I have partners and um, a couple of my partners, you know, that's kind of what can help you take go to another level, right? So, so tell me, tell me about that, like the general structure of your business. Like you mentioned, now you've got you know multi million dollar businesses. Mm-hmm. Is this your money or is this partner money? Is this promissory note borrowed money? Like what what's for the sure, story? For sure, like a lot of the times we got um, our own money, which we obviously started off with, right? So when I was doing flips by myself. Uh, you know, we'd do single family dwellings, do, you know, one a year, or two a year, and also I'd be running my own plumbing company, right? So after that, it turned into, hey, can, what, how can we take it to another level? And, you know, a lot of people are scared of, you know, private loans and all that. And I've, as, as, as sad as it might be, I, I really haven't had my own A lender in quite some time because I own my own business. It's tough to get that, right? So, I'll take the private lender, I'll take the 10% money and turn that into a building, refi, pay the people back, right? So been learning quite a bit about um, VTBs uh, when I first heard that word. Um, I kind of ran with it because we bought four places this year. Vendor uh, take backs? Vendor take backs, right? So, um, four people uh, gave you vendor take back margins? Four people gave us vendor take backs uh, this year, so which is yeah. huge, right? So. Yeah, for anyone not familiar with that, that's that's when the seller gives you a mortgage on the place that you're buying. So hugely advantageous because you can often like I've heard some crazy stories of people getting one percent interest, two percent interest, right? You just negotiate it. Hey, you want your price? I give you your price. Absolutely. You give me my interest rate. Absolutely. And, and as long as they're getting their money, I I don't think they really care. You know, they 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 own these buildings. They've owned them. They bought it at you know a few hundred grand. And now it's worth a couple million. So you know, right? And a lot wait. of them don't even know what they would do with the money, right? So I if know. you like what would the typical offer interest rate like when you build that into your offer what would you typically offer them i'd say anywhere between six and eight percent um usually on something like that you know when we're taking private loans or you know borrowing 500 for the reno or borrowing 500 you know we're taking it at 10 percent, right yeah Uh, we're not scared of that a lot of people are i'm sure you know yeah Um, and they get deterred by that they hear 10 percent and the fees but where our margins are again we kind of incorporate that into the money i save us you know, in renos and, and, and the cost of putting my sweat equity into it. Right. So a lot of people would never touch that kind of money, but you know, we, 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 we do. And, uh, that's what helps us buy another building, buy another building, buy another building. It helps you scale. Right. Um, so hopefully your cap rate and you're making some money, but, uh, well, you got to put it in perspective, right? Like, I just don't believe that there's really a way to build wealth without investing and primarily investing in real estate. So you're you're kind of playing the game that was sort of rigged against us, right? Those who just work the job. I saw I saw an infographic a couple of days ago about the average house in Vancouver and the average wage in Vancouver and how long it would take to save up 20% if you made the average wage. Like, So assuming, I think they were assuming like $2,000 of savings a month. It'd take you like 40 years. I was about to say 20, <laughs> 20, 30 years at least, right? But then what's happened to the, to the, uh, the house value, it's gone up, right? So although it's anxiety provoking, that that nausea feeling of of taking a step is almost I look at it as a good thing. If I'm not feeling that nausea feeling at least you know once a month, I'm not doing enough. <laughs> or you're not doing your job right. Or you know, and, and and that's the thing too. A lot of the people are scared to take that jump. You know, um, you know, my dad told me if it was this easy to get into real estate, everyone would do it and whatnot. Right. So things you learn and and take into consideration of hey, I have this advantage, but. You know, when I bought that place for 228, I think I only put down like 40k. 
you know, yeah. and that's all I had, you know. Right, so yeah. just for me to take forty thousand, that took me like you, you know, took me a few years because um, I'm a plumber, right? And yeah, to, to 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 take all that money and throw it away in an essence uh, to buy a place that was really scary. Um, but you reap the benefits after if 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 you keep it going, right? Yeah, especially if you can hold on to them, right? If you if you don't sell them, right? Like I look at the the student rentals I bought, and I have sold them now. But I mean, I waited many years and just experienced. Like at the time when I when I refinanced them, I was about twenty percent equity, mm-hmm. which was great, you Absolutely. know, sweat equity, hundred percent. But then what it's done since Absolutely. has been life changing. Absolutely, and 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 the thing is too is. Um, you know, you got appreciation, you know, market alone this year went up 20 points, right? So if you had, if you had property, your house went up 20 points just this year alone, right? So, you know, people don't really, people think it's about quick money, but like you said, if you can hold on to it, real estate is life changing. Well, it's, it's becoming now, I just think necessity because inflation, if we're, if we're really factoring in cost of living and I know Mark Loeffler, when I argue with him about this, he never agrees with me, but I mean, I think we're actually like 25, 35% actual inflation. If we're, if we're going to get all the BS out of the way and we're going to factor in what, what it actually costs people to live in this, in this country, I think we're actually there. So how do you ever keep up with that? If your job didn't give you a 30% raise a year, you're, you're getting a pay cut each year. So, um, that's where I think that real estate, it's like you almost just you can just borrow other people's money, own that asset, and then watch inflation make you wealthy. Absolutely, and and, and a lot of people don't know that, you know. So that's why there's people like you and 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 um, you know, people like myself who try to tell people. Now everyone knows it's hard to get your first place, but it's just get your foot in the door, you know. Just get it, you know. Take the plunge, get it going, and like you said, after some time, you will reap the benefits of it, right? And people don't know about refi. Well, it doesn't um, take that much time anymore, right? Yeah, but you're right. They don't. They don't think that refi terms. They don't. They don't like yeah. it though, right? And 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 I didn't know about refi until about five, six years ago, you know. And uh, it's it's, you know, hopefully this doesn't air, but I've I've never read a book, you know. But I learn from people like yourself. I listen. I um, I got a lot of mentors that you know try not to do what they did and and kind of take all that information and process it because I do a lot of talking and a lot of listening. So for me to say, I'm not too proud to say I haven't read a book, but all the information I've gathered, it's like a book to me, but it's visual, it's there, you know? So that that's how I learned. Well, it's about the influences, right? There's, there's more than one way to do it. For sure. I mean, I don't love physically reading that much. Yeah, I'm not I the know. fastest reader. Yeah. So uh, I do a lot of audiobooks, yes. podcasts. For sure. Uh, that's, a, that's like kind of myself. I like to, you know, visually learn as well, right? So Yeah, doing nothing beats that. No. Not, nothing beats the actual executing and trying losing something. Losing some money. Losing some money is a great teacher, <laughs> you man. You know, absolutely. Yeah. You know? The stress, the anxiety, all that stuff that goes goes with it. I mean, man, you'll never forget that lesson. Absolutely. Um, wh- why don't you tell me a little bit about, like, kind of the evolution, some projects you're working on right now, like what they look like, what the numbers look sure. like. I mean, I know they used to just be a simple flip. You kind of sure. indicated that. So what's a project look like now? Um, uh, projects these days are looking like we're getting into the market of buying and flipping buildings um so getting a fourplex was that a flip the one i saw that one yeah it's for sale now uh we're 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 washing our hands from it because we're trying to get into another building that we want there's a nineplex that we have like you know a little bit of an inside uh if you will on it so hopefully trying to sell the fourplex to get the nineplex um but what they consist of is usually we're buying these places that have you know the low rent the tenants that you kind of don't want in there um, which is really common now, right? No, especially with COVID these days, it's you know very hard to you know deal with this kind of stuff. And unfortunately, with the land tenant board, it's 
you know, the owner's the enemy. And um, some of these projects, what we're doing is we're buying places that, like I said, have these tenants that you don't want, uh, you know, paying the low rents and trying to get them relocated to a different place, flipping that whole building and turning it into Airbnb. Um, also, Airbnb is your strategy now. We're getting into Airbnbs. Yeah. Uh, my friend Cameron and uh, and his wife, they, they are starting to rent the building from us and they'll open up their own Airbnb business and kind of go from there, right? So at least we're getting market rent. I'm not worried about it. No expenses paid, uh, you know, for me at the end. Yeah. And they're t- kind of taking care of everything else after that, right? Is, so. is Cam partnered with you on a, a few of these deals? Yes, he is. Is yeah, he a regular yeah. partner or just on some, so some stuff? So depends on which projects there are. So some obviously, you know, we all can't go in on them. I can't be a partner on everything, right? So he's, he's definitely uh, one of my partners on a few of these places. I got another partner, Sam, um, who's my brother-in-law. And he's the one that also... Uh, gets us, helps us get private funding and whatnot and organizes. So yeah. the company's kind of got a little bit of different plays. You got a guy that helps get the money, uh, myself who does the renos, Cam that manages and also gets the private funding as well. So we kind of work as a team to, yeah, you know, get that money, find it. I'll, I'll, my job is to renovate it, make us money, right? Mm-hmm. And kind of move forward with, with, with that. But, you know, we, we just bought a building on Branch Street, downtown Burlington, probably. I'd say six months ago for one one point five, it was up for sale for one point two. Uh, we overbid by you know three hundred k. We went in pretty heavy with that, but we ended up finding out that the the bidding the the the, the bid before us was uh, one four seven five. So we weren't really too far off. Twenty five grand, you know, in real estate's not that much. Um, the only reason why I did that was because I got a house down the street, single family dwelling that I just got appraised at one point one. You know, so 1.2 on Branch Street didn't make any sense to me, right? So, again, we bought it, got all the tenants out, and we we, we flipped it top to bottom. So uh, we just got offered the other day for somebody to buy it at uh, 2.3. How many units is that? It's a threeplex. So a threeplex yeah, for triplex, one yeah. point. What did you say? One point five. You bought it for one point five. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that's holy crap. That's a lot. Yeah. You're you're buying for 500k a unit yeah. in Burlington. Yeah. I mean, can you justify, is there a world where you can justify that from a cash flow? You know what the thing is, when we turn it into the Airbnb, absolutely, because you're gonna be making more than 3K a unit at least. You know, our our our, our mortgage right now on that, uh, with the down that we put on is only 5K. Yeah, so you'd be about 0.6. So we talk about 1% roll, you'd be about 0.6 yeah. if you were 3K per unit. Sure. So- and, and like I said, we're not really buying them for cash flow purposes necessarily. Again, there's the the, the resale value also, and also, like you said, the appreciation. So we're able to hold on to these properties and eventually um, get that cash flow and, and hopefully turn it into you know a better cash flowing business as well, right? So the idea is buy a building like that, renovate it, sell it to another investor. I would hope so, yeah. And then take that money and keep trying to scale up, keep, keep trying that, to go to the next bigger... Exactly, because the amount of money that we spent on renovating it would cost somebody else... An immense more, right? So we spent 150 on it, renovating three units, top to bottom, kitchens, bathrooms, windows, oh, wow. landscaping, roof, everything. You know, it would yeah. cost the average person probably 300, um, if not more, to do something. So you've like got that, a competitive right? advantage, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's one of the things, and I've said on this podcast sure. when I started my construction company, the first version of it yeah. was the biggest benefit was that I could have full time employees, absolutely insured, working on my sites, never mm-hmm. leave, never. And they, they're just always working for that hourly. Absolutely. And yeah. that's where you scale up. That's that's where they're happy making their rent, their money. And at the same time, too, you're not paying a quoted price. 
Yeah. You know, so that's that's that unfair advantage again, but it takes years to yeah. build that kind of crew. It, um, it does, yeah, like to do it to do it well. 100%. And you have to go through all the headaches and I've been on the fence with For it. Sure. I, I certainly do like the idea of outsourcing and not not being directly in yes. control. Uh, well, I can I can definitely agree with that because yeah. I'm I'm there all the time, you know, and it it gets a bit stressful as well. Yeah. Um that's what the there's a point of a GC, right? Yeah. So we're saving costs, GC costs. We're, we're right. The whole point is saving. Um, but like you said, it's that anxiety and that, that stress that, that gets to you eventually. Right. So, yeah, but you're making, you're seeing the dollars that kind of cures the, uh, the anxiety, puts, but puts a smile right on your face. There is that point where just like, damn, I don't, I don't really want to be involved in this right now. Absolutely. So, um, I'm actually about to, to take a stab at hiring my first GC. Nice. Yeah. Good Florida. Let's go. <laughs> Why not? Florida. So I can't really, uh, can't really be there that, How is that it down reasonably, there? uh, in what regard? Like as in like the real estate. Well, so Cape Coral's been been the market I've been focused awesome. on, and um, Southwest Florida, nice and warm below that frost line, so they never really get frost down there. Absolutely. And um, I bought a handful of lots in the twenty five to thirty thousand dollar range, and um, so kind of looking at like a three hundred and sixty thousand dollar build with a pool, uh, eighteen hundred and eighty square foot house, four bedroom, two bath. That's awesome. And it seems like those are going for about 500 right now. So there seems to be maybe a, approximately 100K margin less realtor fees. So as a production model, that actually isn't bad. It's the timing, the permits. Those are some of the challenges. So, but I mean, if I'm not involved, then I can raise that money. And I mean, if I'm not day-to-day involved, of course I'm involved. So it kind of allows me that opportunity to scale it. And uh, that was part of a play, I think. I'm not sure if you heard me talk about this for, for getting the American visa. I did. So they um, sort of stipulated to me that the lawyer, he stipulated to me that I would need to need to build at least one in cash. Yes. Because they just don't like debt yes. uh, from an immigration standpoint. I don't know why. But I guess it's with real estate. that uh, They just want you to invest so many people properly, that just, right? They just throw money in. Absolutely. And they're not even there. So sure. they, I guess it's their way of stopping people from, uh, from getting it too easily. Well, which makes a bit of sense, right? Yeah, I guess so. For them, <laughs> for, not for, for us, them. right? So I think there's some loopholes around it, um, and I'm actually going to do like a little episode talking about this, but potentially raising the money here in Canada, yeah. borrowing it here, yes. and then taking it down there. That's different, right? So yeah, it I, makes I, sense, actually. I don't so think not really they, borrowing from them. Right? Yeah, they don't want it like your your debt against the equity, or yeah, 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 against the asset down there. That I makes guess. that makes perfect yeah. sense. Um, can we go through that deal that you did with uh, Cam, the one you, you got listed for sale? Mm-hmm. Do you mind talking about that one? So that was a fourplex in Burlington. Yeah. Not too many people, um, not too many people I know buying investment properties like mm-hmm. for like rental mm-hmm. here in town. Mm-hmm. Um, what'd you, what'd you guys end up buying that one for? Um, I believe one eight or one eight five. Um, now the building was already renovated except for one unit. So we really didn't have to do too much to it. Uh, we updated, you know, landscaping and, you know, certain things, paint and whatnot, right? And I believe uh, right now it's up for sale for 2.2, um, 2.2 or 2.3. Okay, so 2.2. Two. And what did you figure you put into that? Not much, maybe 40K. 40K? Yeah, well, it, like I bad. said, it was already renovated. Um, and that's the one, uh, that one actually we got a partial VTB on as well. Oh yeah. Um, so that's which kind of helped us as well. With and the have you been cash flowing? Like, did you get the tenants out? And uh, yeah. So what happened was we ended up actually getting it vacant. So oh, it was fully vacant. It, it was fully vacant. So, <laughs> so you just got to rent it at so a market. So we just rate. got to rent it at, at market rent. At market rent. So each rent's around twenty two fifty. So twenty two fifty. Yeah, plus parking, fifty bucks each. Okay, so twenty three hundred a yeah. unit. Yeah. Um, 
So let's just uh, work through what that looks like because I'm very curious to see a Burlington cash flow sure. here. Did you, and I know I was talking to you guys about potentially adding a unit. Did you end up doing that? Well, you know how it is with the city and it's permits a, and all that, easy, right? Yeah. It's not easy at all. And especially when you have to get rezoned because it's zoned as a fourplex right now, right? So okay, it wouldn't allow for more. They won't allow for a fiveplex, but uh, we actually found a kind of way around it, which we can turn it actually into an office. So we got the permits finally to finish the reno. Um, it has a bedroom uh, and a bathroom and a kitchen, but we actually made a loophole where we can turn it into an office and, you know, there might be that person where you can do shared office and whatnot in the basement, at least to make an extra maybe thousand, fifteen hundred bucks a month. Oh, I right? would think so. And and that's kind of adds on to that twenty two fifty times four, right? So So yeah, you um, would be ninety two hundred. Absolutely. With the parking. With the parking. And potentially add on a thousand. But you haven't done that yet. Yeah, so that's just that that's yet. just potential value for somebody it, buying. Exactly. What are the taxes on that building? Do you know? I want to say seven thousand maybe. Seven thousand, and then insurance on a building like that probably like twenty five hundred. Yeah. Um, maintenance. Well, maintenance. We're cutting the grass. You know. Right. Um, um, so you've got no management there. No management. You got you got enough uh, capability here in town. Yeah. Uh, landscaping. You're cutting the grass. I, I mean, landscaping, snow plowing. Those are like two things. That, yeah. So we got the yeah. plows on our trucks. Yeah. So we we go by okay. there in the morning, plow it. Uh, we have the plows already on our trucks, and because my friend uh, used to own a landscaping company, oh yeah, and now he works with me. So okay. you know, got this in house. So there's obviously a cost to that, but it's a lot less, right? So, so it's a lot. We're less. probably like eight hundred bucks a year or something for all that, at least. Yeah. Okay, and then as far as utilities go, what do you guys have to pay there? Uh, so the only thing that we pay is water. Only water. Only okay. water. So, so everything maybe like hundred bucks a month or something. I'd like that? Say, yeah, I'd say a couple hundred for sure. Okay, so we'll say twenty four hundred a year. Okay, will it cash flow? That's the game we're playing here. Let's find out. <laughs> okay, so based on two point, so say you got a, an appraisal at two point two million, you did seventy five percent financing. Right now, I think well, you'd be at a twenty five year mortgage. That's the only. Yeah, we put thirty percent down. Oh, you put thirty down. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so say you were doing seventy percent. That's a one point five four million. So you'd have some money into that deal, um, but not that that terribly much. No. So at 2.2%, which I don't think you'd get that commercially, so you'd be more like maybe 3.99? Yeah, maybe. I don't think you'd need to be that high. So it depends on what banks you go with, you know, if right. you're with the home trust, the equitable, right? Home, right? home or equitable, but I mean, I think you've sold yourself a little short. I think you're you're potentially a lending candidate, oh, yeah, depending no, on how no, you structure no, yourself. No, now we are for yeah. sure, I'm telling you so that. So say you're 3% even, yeah. you're break you're even on that building. So so the real play is how much more will rents climb? Because we've both seen rents climb a lot in the last year, right? Crazy amount. It trails. All these things are connected. I think I think too many people think in isolation, they're like they see construction costs go up and they don't realize that's going to directly translate into resale homes going Absolutely. up. Absolutely. And the Absolutely. same thing when resale homes go up, you maybe got a two year lag, but mm-hmm. you'll see rents climb. They which, have to. Which is insane, right? Yeah, I've seen in in London huge growth in rents. Yeah. And you know, you'll have a little ups and downs as they go up. For sure. But, uh, but they're always going up, you yeah. know, just like the market. Uh, right. You know, it'll soften or it'll yeah. blow up or whatever it does, but it always stays up there, right? So that's a play I would do and mm-hmm. I don't almost be inclined to you know take that little basement and airbnb or something and then the, Abs- everything's gravy right absolutely everything's Cause, gravy because you basically basement. break even at sure. the at the existing now you do have some money into it you'd you'd be a mortgage of 1.54 mm-hmm. and uh you'd have into it uh 1.89 or so uh, plus you're carrying whatever mm-hmm. that was but if let's just say 1.9 for 
for simplicity. Mm-hmm. So you're in for about $360,000 in that, that, in that scenario. So uh, it works if you have that money to sit, if you're paying a private lender to borrow that 360, that's no, not going to work. No, it doesn't make sense. No, yeah. absolutely not. No, that, that we bought with our own money, which is yeah. part of the reason why, you know, like keep it, park it. Uh, cause buildings in Burlington, uh, they're really hard to come up and really hard to come across. If they don't get passed down from father to son or grandfather to father, or they don't get sold at a really high price, they really yeah. fairly ever often, never often actually, sorry, go on the market. Yeah. Um, and th- that's why we kind of jumped on it because, hey, Fourplex, Burlington, uh, like I'm a Burlington boy, right? So yeah. I believe in this market. I uh, really haven't tested my waters too much, uh, tested the waters in other areas of real estate. Yeah. Because I've been finding that Burlington real estate is insane, you know, and it's... There's a way to make money anyway, sure. right? Absolutely. I, I just think with, with this market, yeah, we've kind of went through the scenario that that deal makes sense. Now, of course, you selling it, you guys are going to make your spread, you're yeah. going to make some money. Yeah, and then get our you money can, back, right? And plus some, and then you can reuse that and For reinvest sure. it. For sure. And, and a, lot of, a lot of people, too, they try to get real estate with the, that quick game, right? You know, if we could hold this building for another 10 years or 20 years well that's where you're going to see the difference right and 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 that's where these people saw the difference when they bought the building at 500k or 800k yeah. and it's sold at 18 you know so yeah they're that growth and they paid their mortgage obviously off and there's a couple million bucks in their pocket after you know 10 years 15 years right so yeah that's that's the critical thing like if you think about it like even paying three percent on a mortgage yeah you've got your your amortization which is what makes it hard yeah but you got to look at it as you're getting paid to borrow because your loan is devaluating at the rate of inflation. So if, if, if real inflation is closer to 30%, yeah. which I would argue, then you're basically getting paid 27% on the money you're borrowing. Beautiful, right? <laughs> and that's why people in real estate get so wealthy. Exactly. And, and we, we've always known this. It's just in the last couple of years, it's, it's been out there, right? astronomically, like exponentially grown. I, th- I think, to be honest with you, when, when, when I found out about refi, and refinancing is when like sort of like the burr model like go back and refinance it instead of selling it exactly and and there's a lot of places where i wish i never sold yeah Uh, if i heard about that or maybe read a book for once then i could have learned that a bit earlier but um once i heard that word it was just kind of game over after that is that's that's when you start scaling uh it's when you start taking your money out and refinancing and putting in different places and do it again and again and again and like you said if you can hold those places and and at least if they break even um, you know, that, that's really how you scale the, the fastest, I believe. Yeah. Well, especially here when properties are going up at the rate they're going up, but that's you know, everyone in Ontario right absolutely. now in Canada for absolutely. that matter. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's, that's how I feel. A lot of people kind of got out there like, I don't have to sell. I can take my yeah. 200 grand and buy somewhere else. And that's, that's, that's what made sense these days. Right. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about your portfolio right now. Like, what are you, what are you hanging on to right now in your portfolio? Uh, so right now, in the portfolio, there's uh, we got a triplex on Branch Street. We have a triplex on a street called Leland. So that's three townhouses kind of stuck together, okay. full basements. Uh, we also have a fourplex on the Prospect, which we just talked about. Yeah. Um, I just had a property in Waterdown, two and a half acres with a shop on it, which I just sold. Oh, I um, was going to ask you, you have a gym yeah. there? Yeah, there was a gym running out of there. Uh, and there's also a woodworking shop in the back. Yeah. It's like a 3,000 square foot shop off yeah. the back of the house. So that house, when I lived there, was pretty much rent free. Because yeah. you got the people in the back paying for my mortgage. Yeah. And I would, literally was rent, living rent free. So that was really good for me. Um, 
We have two new builds trying our hand on new builds in Thornhill. So they're being built right now by a builder. Gotcha. So, you well, know, you're we'll, hiring it out. Right. So yeah. we're, we're uh, waiting for those to be built. We have a place on Lockhart Street, which is downtown Burlington. So I'm trying my hand on a new build. But obviously, you know, with permits, it's the demo permit and getting everything turned off and setting it up. And if, you know, the tree fencing was this far off, then you got to redo it and have them back. Right. So... I'm learning. Where um, on Lockhart is so this? So it's right at the end of Lockhart. Oh, all the way down all against the, way down. the highway? Yeah, there's, yeah. Uh, there's a, Dead end street, a, right? a court down there. Yeah. Uh, bought that place for six and a quarter. So nobody lived there for like 15 years, which um, it belonged to a real estate guy. He had over 75 properties around Burlington. And some of these places were inhabitable. Um, nobody, yeah, yeah. I don't understand how he kept them. You know, nobody was there for 15 years at a home. So I'm not sure if he's... No no mortgage. He could have been paying the property tax or he's paying something still, right? Right, of course. Yeah, insurance. I don't know why why he kept them, right? So we bought that for six and a quarter and a home just sold, not a new build on that street for 1.379. So... Yeah, you know, there's some money to be made. Hopefully, doesn't uh, lumber prices stay the same? And uh, it, was, it was a sne- sneaky little neighborhood that no one knew about. So right, right you know, in the back it's, corner there, the, right? the secret's sort of out though. Yeah, there's uh, a little cul-de-sac back yeah. there. You know, not a lot yeah. of people know. But now, being close to the highway is, you know, you ha- it, yeah, that's the uh, the downside there. That might be that the is downside. Noisy. Yeah. You know, it's got that big concrete wall there, so yeah. hopefully the noise reduction is okay. But the lot's a nice lot, and hopefully we're going to build a bungalow. Keep it to that. Oh, so you're just knocking it down. Knocking here. it down. Yeah. Going to build a bungalow. Keep it for that yeah. uh, local Burlington uh, you know, yeah. baby boomers crowd that you know just want the yeah. one floor, right? Um, Somebody will take it though. Like that, that. I mean, even though you're right beside the highway there. I mean, like you said, you got that wall. You know, those are those are actually made of wood. Funny story. I actually was looking at it's it. It's a composite wood. Yeah. Is that what it all wood chips yeah, it, and all it's that just stuff? Wood chips, I, yeah. I knew it. I yeah, knew it. Yeah. I thought for some reason fiberglass, but you're lucky. Yeah. Now that I think about it, yeah. it's wood chips. <laughs> Not to get off topic here, right? Um, yeah, but, so it's just what what Burlington's turning into, like the exactly. density here. You know, being a bedroom community to Toronto, Absolutely. and it's got some industry here too. Like the density here, the condos going up here, like it's, it's insane. It. And that's going to wrap around into Hamilton too. I think the condo movement there is going to yeah. really you see intensify. Them downtown, you know, being built right now uh, like crazy, right? So I just, you know, with with the with the real estate, a lot of people try to test out different places, but I'm a type of person I like to you know get into what I know, right? Yeah. Um, you know, a lot, the other thing with the unfair advantages is I go into a lot of people's homes. Um, you know, my company, we go into, you know, between 40 and 50 people's homes a day. Are these lead gen for you? Um, like, do you find leads to buy from a- this? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so we go into people's who have fourplexes and triplexes and sixplexes. So we, we go there and help them and fix their issues. And a lot of people have pushed buildings onto us. Um, that's, I got one uh, that's in the works right now with one of my, with one of my clients that, He's done, you know, fourplex. It's in really good condition. And TJ, you know, my son doesn't want it anymore. And we don't really want to get out because I'm, I'm a bit of a yapper. You know, I, I, I don't tell people what I do, but I, you know, I let people know, hey, you know, if you're ever thinking, even if I don't have the money, yeah, I still let them know. If you're ever thinking about buying or selling, let me know. Um, yeah. I'm interested. Just, you know, pack your stuff up and go. And what you does know? that conversation usually go go like if they bought if they bite? Well, they'll obviously you know tell me to sharpen my pencil, <laughs> um, uh, and and a lot of people really depends actually if 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 you have the money they w- they will sell it to you, you know. But like I can't bite and. Take but are you off. getting discounts on, on what you think they would go for, or is it more just getting access to it before everybody else? You know what. 
so I think it's getting the access to it before anybody else. Because like you said, right now in this market, people can put up their home for what whatever they want pretty much and, and get it. You know, people are paying... 100 200 over asking still until now 50 grand over asking um you know we got 100 grand over asking on the place in water down and we had it up we had it up uh for like a week you know so the market's still hot right now so a lot of people are thinking that they're going to get their big bang for their buck for their for their home but if you can at least try to get a vtb off them and convince them that way you know to divert that for a year or two until you can get a mortgage right so that's that's where again the advantage comes in so some people or wouldn't think that you'd buy their home in that condition. You know, there's a lot of people that would go into their home. It's, it's. Yeah. And I think, well, that's the incredibly unique benefit you have of being in their homes. Like a lot of them are self-conscious. They don't want to list. They think they'd have to do a bunch of stuff. You just, yeah. Say, you know what, let's, let's just put something together here. I'll, uh, this is my business. I could take care of it. I don't care. You walk away. And, and yeah. people love that. Yeah. Um, you know, we go into a lot of homes where, you know, there's, you know, people that are hoarders and whatnot. We don't care, you know, because there's different types of people. But those are the types of people where my brain starts to click in and say, hey, you know, start planting a seed in this person's mind where if they ever want to go, I will help you. I'll throw everything out. I'll get a crew in there. And that's when we can do a private deal, you know. Yeah. For your VTBs, are those on those type of houses too? Like the ones you're finding from these sellers that just don't want to deal with it, want to get out? Or is this more on the bigger stuff? No, more on the bigger stuff. Yeah. Uh, a lot of these people that I feel like they want to sell, they want their money. They want their um, cash. Okay. And that's the reason why they're selling, right? Yeah. So, but the people on the bigger deals, I feel like because they get scared that the deal might be on the market for too long, they'd rather just sell it um, to you and maybe give you a partial VTB or at least help you out with the down payment and whatnot. So right? if you're doing so, a partial VTB, is that a second position VTB yes, behind your, your... Behind the first. So you'll go with like an equitable or a home trust mm-hmm. and... And then the... And then, yeah, the the the, uh, the 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 buyer, or sorry, the seller will, you know, give us the rest on the, on that second, right? Right. Okay. And those B lenders, they're totally fine with you getting as much as you can as far as uh, down or down payment, or do they want to see you have some money in the deal? Well, they want to see you have at least twenty percent in the deal. I've been dealing with home trust and equitable bank. You know, they're not really my best friends, but they've seen my portfolio and how I've been doing it for the last ten yeah. years. I'd say so. We've created that sort of um, yeah friendship i guess and 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 um with them but a lot of the times we find that if you're going with equitable and you're going with uh places like home trust home trust they usually want you to put at least 30 percent down um and then have yeah, you're just refer- referring to them referring compared to, to what them. they're put exactly so they're willing to give you 70 percent. they're willing to give you 70 yeah. percent, and then you can also have the vtb come in a second after that kind of yeah thing, right can so. you can you get a full 30 percent with them it's been so long since i dealt with them um we that's what we've been getting so you're getting you're zero into these deals that's the critical part yeah i'm more and more convinced now like having your own your own cash sure can be good if you have a couple of deals you wanted to hang on to that wouldn't cash flow otherwise that's great but the the growth pattern is seemingly with these people who learn to leverage well and 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 that's the thing too is that when you have your you know a portfolio um you know you can do blanket loans you can there's tons of things that you can do to leverage other places that yeah. do have that equity in it, right? And now are these VTBs, are these people actually um, securing on your other properties as well? No. No? So they're just comfortable. Do they understand that that you'll have $0 in the deal when they write it? To be honest with you, I think it's... it. it they do understand that, but they... They, they don't I'm, get the significance of it. Exactly. And the thing also is that they a lot of these people know me. Or know of my business, right? Yeah. So they they understand that you know we've been around for fifty years. Uh, not myself personally, but the business, right? So 
we're not going anywhere. And they know that we're going to bring value yeah. into, into that building. Well, it definitely helps. Yeah, your your uh, your plumbing company, like I said, it's the most visible in Burlington. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we're definitely one of the biggest around for sure, and that's what helps us, right? When you do good work and uh, you're there for your customers, that's you know, that, yeah. that's what keeps you going, right? What would you say to people who are in this market, even in Burlington or a market like Burlington, you know, people out in you know Vancouver, or Toronto, where the a lot of times the prices just don't justify cash flow. If you were starting from scratch and you didn't have your plumbing business, what would your angle be now? Well, see, that's the tough part, right? Obviously, it would kind of deter you to do these kinds of things, right? But like you said, it's it's about taking that plunge, you know? Um, you, you kind of have to trust yourself and kind of trust the market because a lot of people, you know, I'm sure like yourself, we want to see cash flow. That's how you, you know, elevate or, or keep your places alive because I'm sure you know that breaking even is never really breaking even, Um a fridge could go, right? It could go, you know. So there's a lot of things. If you're not that, padding your numbers, yeah, exactly. So there's there's no such thing as breaking even. But what I would suggest to people is, if you can get a partner and maybe make things a bit easier for yourself, somebody that understands, um, you know, as much as you do per se, and would put as much into the deal as much as you do. Um, sometimes it's hard to find partners yeah. where you know you kind of have that the brains behind the operation, yeah. and then kind of kind of go from there, right? But if you can find partners that would, you know, you put your money in together because, you know, building wealth, um, can't do it yourself. I find sometimes, uh, you know, you have to have people help you. Uh, I've had people help me right. my whole life, you know, and I don't think a lot of people can say that I've done this myself, you know, yeah. so I feel like but they'd be can, lying if they did. Yeah. You know, so there, you know, my brother and, uh, a lot of my family members have just always pushed me to, you know, keep going and, and elevate. Right. So if you can find a couple of partners, get money together and find deals that make sense, then go for it. Because if you don't, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's tough now because it's hard to get yourself into that Burlington market. You know, a, a, a bungalow is going, a townhomes are going for a million bucks. Yeah. That's insane. Right. So for somebody to buy a townhouse for a million dollars, yeah, that's, that's, that's a tough pill to swallow. You so, know? You're, so are you saying potentially instead of you know, you both buy your own, but you're you're so highly leveraged that there'll be no cash flow even after you renovate it. Exactly. Maybe buy it with somebody else. You come in with a bit more cash so that your finance less of your own money, less of your own money. Exactly. But now you've got a break even sure. strategy, and we both know that break even in Burlington seems to be mm-hmm. over time. You're going to be able to push that up for sure, and, and that's and where you start to win. Exactly. Yeah. And, and if you can do that, and if you can hold the property, then you will reap the benefits in the end. It's it's mm-hmm. taking that initial plunge because. You know, a lot of you know people like yourself uh, might not like it when I say I don't care about cash flow because I have a cash flowing business. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Oh, so, absolutely. So, and I've so, said this a lot. Like it's, it's about concentration in your portfolio. Like how what's your concentration of negative cash flow exactly. in a greater portfolio? Exactly. Um, it's all relative, right? Like somebody who has zero properties and zero cash flowing business can't afford a cash flow loser. Absolutely not. But somebody who has 25 cash flow positive can afford maybe even a, a negative two thousand a month, and that's fine. It's it's and and you know that's 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 what makes up the difference because you know not only with my plumbing company we have other businesses as well that are bringing in revenue um, and can offset some of these things from the real estate you know and to me losing uh, you know five hundred on one building where my equity is going up right yeah do you, do you know what I mean Absolutely. so it's, it's it's a lot a lot of people be like TJ you know you're crazy you know maybe yeah. somebody like my, my, yourself would be like no I need cash flow uh, I don't. We don't need the cash flow. We're trying to work on appreciation. And hopefully when we're doing this with the rentals that we're doing as well. 
Yeah, I, I definitely hear what you're saying, and it, like you said, it, it's it's a situational thing. It's, for some people, it makes sense. For some people, it's insane. Exactly, and that's why everyone needs to make their own decision with that and know what what I always bring it back to. Like, what can you sleep at night with? Right. If the property did go down in value 20 percent, is that going to break you? Right. Are you going to have a cash flow loser that's also underwater? And does that break you? Like these are the things that people need to think about for for someone such as yourself. You'd look at that in the greater picture and say, not a big deal. I'll deal with it. And and, and a lot of the times, though, too, is, you know, people like you said, it just you, you have to go. You have to do it, uh, because if you don't, then the market's going to go up. Values are going to go up. It's going to be harder for you to get into it, right? So if you can find a partner or two to buy these places and 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 start now, yeah, it's a lot easier now than it is later on. Yeah, I just uh, firmed up on a trailer park. Nice, that's what I like to hear. <laughs> and you know what? That's outside of my my comfort zone. Yeah. So I'm partnered with a few guys on that for one. Sure. But it's a big. It's one of those things where there's so much to learn, and and I like the partnership angle where we all push each other, bring ideas, and this is one of those things where you can do multiple little projects within the project that'll all make money. Like you talk about that office that you created on that one property. There's like potential for 25 offices on this land. That's that's the thing too is that you know you buy the land, you buy your trailer park. Yeah. You know, and there's tons of opportunities now that you could do with yeah. that. More trailers, glamping, you know? um, Airbnbs. Oh like, goodness. I mean, there's potential for one site to generate $50,000 in revenue, right? See, that's where my head's at, like the scalability of it. And that's where the business that I believe is, you know, good on you because that's where the market's kind of going. And, you know, everyone wants to go to a cottage, everyone yeah. wants to go to a cool Airbnb and are willing to pay 500 a night. A thousand yeah. a night, you know. If it's so, unique enough, right? You know, and, yeah. and that's awesome. And I'm really, I'm really, I'm really glad to hear that. Hopefully, it goes good for you. Yeah, yeah. So it actually feels interesting for me because for a while it's like I was just kind of holding pattern, and now just in the last little bit, it's like okay, boom, all the lots in Florida, trailer park, and now I'm looking at some other stuff too. Sometimes it's like yeah. that. Even for myself, I find sometimes you bite off a bit more than you could chew. Yeah, you sell, sell, sell relax for a bit but yeah again that money sitting around isn't right yeah i relaxed for a little too long exactly. <laughs> being honest right. I mean, sometimes these things happen yeah it does yeah you gotta be able to admit it so anyways tj it's it's really great catching up with you we haven't talked nearly enough and we're in the same town so i really appreciate you having me on man and uh, you keep doing what you're doing because uh, you're helping a lot of people out there and i really appreciate that thanks man well if people wanted to to find you or follow you uh where should we send them um well, plumbing company is based in Burlington, Oakville, so they can go to www.harbs.ca, yeah. um, and, uh, they, or they can follow us on Instagram at Harbs Plumbing. Harbs Plumbing. And uh, can I get you too, or are you a private account, TJ? Uh, yeah, they can follow me too, uh, TJ, uh, TJ Harb 9 at, uh, on the Instagram there. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm sure people might want to just kind of reach out to you, pick your brain, or maybe see, watch your story. So, um, I appreciate it. I, I, I hesitate to throw that out for people because I know some people like get bombarded. For like sure, for, for me, sure. me, for instance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah people but, like me, hey, yeah, yeah, I want to be on your show, I want to be on your show, you know. So. No, that was good. Yeah, so for this, the backstory on that is I just posted a story. Who wants to be on? Because I, I don't think people realize how I get guests. It's like almost entirely organic. Yes. I have like countless booking agents reaching out to me and I can't even respond to them. There's so many. For sure. It's all like, who knows me? Who do I know? Who do I see doing things? And that's who comes on this podcast. Local, so, right? So I really appreciate yeah. you having me on. Give me the chance. Oh so. man, I'm, I'm excited to launch this one. It was great. Like how many Burlington investors do we get on this show? It's, I, I, ho- I hope they can reach out. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Okay. Um, words of wisdom before we go. Words of wisdom before we go, just don't be scared because real estate is scary um, and it, it's people's life investment, right? So 
I just feel like get in, go, uh, work hard. I feel like these days, um, that's, that's a tough word to go by. And uh, don't be afraid to put in some, yeah. some sweat equity as well. Yeah, I see that in you, right? The 14-hour days, that's sweat. But you got to love what you're doing and believe in it. And then that doesn't feel like work, right? No, it doesn't. Because when you love what you're doing... Uh, and on top of it, it makes you money. Oh yeah. I don't think, uh, I don't think you could beat that. So satisfying feeling. I, like I, I've told this before, I used to sleep in, in my, my rentals as I was working on them and stuff. And I had a smile on my face cause I'm like, I'm changing my life. Like everything's changing as I do this. And you and I are the same cause there's been places where I've, you know, in my rentals slept in the basement. So I know where you're yeah. coming from, you know, you have renters living upstairs and yeah. He's smiling because buddy's oh, hey. paying the rent upstairs, right? So I think it's awesome. Yeah, I can't, can't complain about it. I think so it's awesome. Awesome, man. I really appreciate Thanks it. And uh, we'll look forward to uh, the next catch up. And, Thank you so and much. Maybe if you need we... me, let me know. Yeah, there absolutely. You Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Please make sure to share this episode far and wide. Help it help more people. I really appreciate you tuning in. I'll see you on the next one. <laughs>